Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with episode 56 of the Tutor Podcast, the money, money shot of uncommon sense for people in the business of helping others through teaching, tutoring and coaching. Now, today I'm going to be talking about the NLP concept of frames. Now, a frame is the the environment, the context in which a thing is seen. Now, that could be you, me, an idea, a relationship. It's the way that everything is perceived, almost a filter through which our ideas, our learnings, our insights are processed. So if you want to just look at how frames work, I want you to imagine the Mona Lisa or another famous painting. Make sure you've got that nice and clear in your head. Now, put a frame around it that makes it look more valuable. So if it's a a nice old master kind of a painting, maybe a big ornate gold gilded frame or something. If it's something more modern, it might be a spot frame. Now, swap the frame over for something that's the exact opposite. So if you had ornate, make it simple or make it one of those crummy little clip frames that you get from the pound shop. And just notice what it does to your perception of that famous painting or the Mona Lisa. Could you imagine that going on display in the Louvre, for instance? That's how frames operate. What we put around ourselves and the way that we incorporate ourselves into the environment will make a huge difference to our perceived value. Now, the frame around us as teachers and around our businesses is very complex and it's multi-layered. So I'm going to go from the top layer down and it works kind of like this. On a societal level, there are both positive and negative frames that are in operation. So as a teacher or a tutor, we're an authority figure. We're perceived as being experts. For myself, I'm a guitar player. I teach guitar. Now, guitarists are usually considered as being creative, arty, etc. These are all positives. But the downside is that musicians are generally thought of as being rather poor. We're not financially successful. And if I'm teaching guitar, there's a popular perception, frame if you like, that I'm not good enough to make a living playing gigs. And so it goes, there's a positive and a negative frame around that. Now I'll take those ideas and later on I'll reframe them. I'll show you how that works. On the relational level with students or with clients, there are other frames in operation. As a private tutor, you hopefully are an expert. You hopefully are very knowledgeable. You're also professional and trusted. Now, if we compare that to the frame around teachers who operate within the school system, it's a wildly different set of perceptions. Within the school system, they're essentially turning handles on sausage machines. As a tutor, you're aiming to be more bespoke, more tailored, and a better fit for working with particular clients or students. Now, further on down, on a conceptual level, the the frame around an object or an idea will largely determine how it's perceived and how it's evaluated. 
So we want to create frames of high value around ourselves and around our ideas. It'll cause us to be perceived as more valuable, more credible, more authoritative. And just as a little byword here, this is why pricing matters so much. If you're the cheapest in the marketplace, you're putting a frame around yourself of having low intrinsic value. Likewise, if you're quite highly priced or very, very expensive compared to your peers, you're building a frame of higher value around yourself because if you're that much more expensive, there must be a reason you're that much more expensive, right? Because people equate high costs with high quality. Now, if you wear a Rolex watch, does it keep better time than a Casio digital? Probably not. So why have you paid several hundred times more than the Casio cost for your Rolex? It's a great question. Obviously, there's the, the status symbol, and that is a very strong frame. That's the only reason Rolex can charge that kind of money. So within the relationship with your students or your clients, always be the expert and always hold your frame. The person with the strongest frame always wins in an encounter. So part of your tool set must be to erode or destroy or undermine your student's frame of them not knowing or having no talent or being unable to do something. You have to get busy on that as early as possible and then powerfully and compellingly lead your clients or your students towards a better and more powerful frame for themselves. That means we've got to presuppose a successful outcome. We have to be absolutely certain of it and believe in it. Because if we don't believe in it and we don't cling tenaciously to that unshakable belief in ourselves and a successful outcome for our students, their frame has a chance of triumphing over ours. Now, this is the toughest part of teaching guitar is because often I'm up against decades of self-programming and a frame from students that they can't do it, that they have no talent or how difficult it is. So always bear in mind that whatever got into their mind first will have precedence. When you're tutoring or teaching particularly musical instruments, I think prepare for a long battle. Hold tenaciously to the frame that you have for them. If you lose the frame, you will not be able to serve your customers, your clients, your students, because their frame will take over and you start to believe what they believe about themselves. From that point, it's lost. So what can we do about it? Well, we can do something called reframing. Now, reframe is taking an idea and shifting the perspective around that idea. So in hypnosis, we'd say we'd be utilizing whatever came in. So I'm going to utilize the problem. When someone says to me, this is a disaster, I'm going to reframe it as this is a massive opportunity. What's good about this? Now, uh, uh, probably the best example I could use of this is what happened when we had the music shop in Shrewsbury quite a few years ago. Now, I went in to work solo on a Saturday. My business partner was off conducting a brass band somewhere. So I'm showing up on my high street shop to find that some helpful soul had put a house brick through the front window and stolen a quite expensive Yamaha guitar. There was glass everywhere. The window was boarded up and I'm there by myself. My first reaction was, oh, Christ's sake, this is a disaster. Then the reframe question came in. How can I use this? What's good about this? The first thing that pops into my head is this is unusual. Therefore, it's news. So I hit on the Internet got in touch with BBC Radio Shropshire, got in touch with the Shropshire Star newspaper, 
and put some signs up outside of the shop saying business open as usual. Open at 10 o'clock while we clear up this mess. The outcome of that was I was interviewed live on BBC Local Radio and then on their morning programme. We made a quite a sizable picture of me holding a big brick in front of the shop on the front page of a, the local evening paper, which has quite a big distribution. Everybody knew we were there. The phone was ringing off the hook. People were out looking for the guitar. Lots of people showed up saying that they hadn't really noticed us until the signage went up. In short, we had the biggest Saturday we'd had for months. And I think most of that was because of the situation that initially was, a, I thought, a huge problem. So it's, my business partners were both surprised that we'd taken a disaster and turned into a massive opportunity. And that's how reframing works. You take whatever's coming in and spin it around. When they say to me, I don't get it, then I don't get frustrated about that. I embrace that because it's a golden opportunity for me to have to find another way to teach their content. That means I'm going to be expanding my toolkit, expanding my skill set. So their problems are my gold mines, because if I'm to be effective on an ongoing basis, I have to become exceptional. If I'm an exceptional teacher, I can add greater value to my students' encounters with me and their learning experience will be accelerated. That means I can increase my ability to help other people to fulfill their dreams. That makes me much more valuable in the marketplace so I can make more money. The reframe there is their problem is my goldmine. So if someone shows up with a disability, an injury or a condition, I view those as a gift to me as a teacher. It just happens to be a gift that's showing up wearing working clothes and I might have to do a little bit more work to accommodate and utilize that condition. So for instance, I had a, a student who actually chopped off the end of his left index finger about five hours before his guitar lesson. He didn't want to skip the guitar lesson and he sent me a message and a photograph ahead of time saying, what can I do? I've just decapitated my finger. I don't want to miss my lesson tonight. What can we do? And as it happens, he's a builder, hence the accident with the planer. And lightness of touch has always been a big issue for him. So we did the evening session an hour with some introductory how to play slide guitar with no mods to the instrument. That means he has to play with exquisite lightness of touch. And when he did finally get the use of his finger back, that lightness came across from the slide session. So that injury was a gift to me as a teacher and to him. And finally, I just offer this as a, a reframe around the work of teaching itself and around the business. If I thought I had to work as hard and as long as I do, I would be massively demotivated. I wouldn't want to get up and teach 50 hours a week and then do the blog and write the podcast and do the videos and write the books and write the songs and plan the lessons and do the scheduling and the admin and the accounts and the business development and manage my property portfolio. That would crush me. So my frame has become fun. I don't have to go to work anymore. I get to go to work. I get to go to work and I get to plan. I get to play with ideas to see what the rules of the game are. So I'm exploring, I'm developing all the time, I'm having fun. The frame around what I do is the foundation of everything. It's the underlying structure of it all. So as I said, personally, my, my own frame is fun. 
whether it's my day-to-day guitar teaching, mentoring business people, building the property investment business, writing my weekly Thursday thesis blog, taking care of this, the Tudor podcast. If it's not fun, I'm just not doing it. I might not be the brightest spark in the box, but I'm just about smart enough to realize that I have the choice of whatever frame I like. So I choose the frame of fun. So I want you all to think about the frames in which you operate your business. How are you perceived in the marketplace? How are you positioning yourself relative to everyone else in your market space? How much fun are you having? How much fun do you want to have? How do you see your teaching operations for yourself, your own frame? Do let me know how you get on because I'm about done for the day. I'd say probably that's my 10 cents worth. Let me know what caught your ear in this episode and how you get on putting these ideas to work in your business. Send me your comments to info at neilcamado.com and I'll see you in the next episode where I'll be sifting through the multiple myths, the mysteries and the misunderstandings that we all face, separating the fact from the fiction, distilling it all down to the bare bones so you'll learn exactly what to do to start, grow and love your tutoring business. Join me next time. I'm Neil Camado. And we'll have a fun-packed episode of The Tutor Podcast. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with The Tutor Podcast via email or social media. And The Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.